0: and contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hey listeners, welcome to episode 44 of TGIC Podcast. This is also our last episode of TGIC Podcast in 2021, which Aww. is really crazy. Uh, I think we started this year with like our 12th episode or something, so that means we've released 33 episodes this year. That's insane. That's a lot of episodes. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, so, you know, I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. And today we are covering another fan-recommended case, just like we did a couple weeks ago. So thank you, Annabelle, for suggesting this case. Um, actually, I hadn't heard of this case. I don't know if you have. I hadn't either. Um, but So that's kind of like interesting. I do like finding cases I've never heard of, which is a lot. But also, you know, I like to think that I'm a professional, even though I'm not let yes. no one considers themselves to be a professional in true crime. Actually, I re- I want to rephrase that. Yeah, this. if you do, then you have something wrong. But, yeah. you know, it's fun to find things we haven't heard of, and I think it's fun for you listeners also just to bring awareness to the case, especially since it's potentially been forgotten by some people. So. Yeah, and so actually, this brings some awareness to myself, because this makes me... What, do you know what the word is for when you're, like, American-centric? Uh, There's a word for it, and I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. Okay. Well, Nationalist? Yes, but kind of... It's like, Patriotic. No, it's more like it's something centric, I think. I don't know. We're we're a little American-centric, because we never heard of this, but this is actually one of the most infamous murders in Australia history. Which we had no idea uh-huh. of. And you know, as Americans, we just never heard of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're really looking forward to talking about this super interesting and dark case today. So we are covering the murder of Betty Shanks. So let's get started with some background. Uh, Betty Shanks was born in 1930 in Wilston. That's so hard for me to say. I don't know yeah, Wilston. Wilston. Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I want to say Winston. Right, so. I've been watching too much New Girl. <laughs> new Girl? New Girl. I <laughs> <laughs> said it weird, didn't I? You okay, did. You okay. said New Girl. <laughs> okay. Betty Shanks was born in 1930 in Wilston, a city in Queensland, Australia. Australia. She, <laughs> She grew up in Wilston with her parents and continued living with them in college. She attended the University of Queensland and was studying psychology That's there. That's such a pretty name for a college. University The of University Queensland? of Queensland. Yeah. I mean, it's not very creative. I think Queensland's like the place where... And it. also, it's not even in Britain or England or whatever. So, yeah. sorry about that. Good for her studying psychology. Um, my psychology class has made me want to drop out of school altogether. Same. So, I can't imagine majoring it. It might be interesting, more interesting if you major in it, though. Yeah, I don't know. If you think know. about it. I think my mom majored in psychology. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she also worked as a Commonwealth public servant for the Australian Public Service, which sounds really official, but honestly, I couldn't find any more details than that. <laughs> so I don't really know how, like, official this was. She either had, like, an appointed or elected position in public policy. Mm-hmm. So she was either, like... Like, I assume this is, like, city council type stuff, like smaller government. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still pretty cool to be doing while you're also a full-time student. Um, so, at the time of her death in 1952, she was described as a super lively 22-year-old, which is, you know, pretty Sad. dark juxtaposed yeah. with the time of her death, now that I'm realizing what Just a bit, yeah. Um, but, yeah... Um, Unfortunately, there's really just minimal background information on her because of the lack of media at the time of her murder. Yeah. I think just, like, being in the 50s, it was, like, more about the, like, atrocity of the crime rather than who the victim was. Which kind of sucks. Which does suck. And then also, we're in America, and it's hard sometimes to get information for, like, crimes that are especially not as, like... Publicized worldwide in other countries. Yeah, like, you know what this is mean? really big in Australia, but I don't know how much it actually made it over to America, or especially America in the 21st century. Yeah. So we just have very limited information about this. But we're doing our best because one of our fans recommended it, and it is a super interesting case. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to get into the timeline a little bit. So September 19th of 1952, earlier on in the night, approximately about 8 to 9.30 p.m., Betty and two other students were traveling home, and their professor, Edward Milliken, actually drove them part of the way, but Betty was dropped off at the tram station, Stop 19 in Windsor, to be exact. Their professor drove them part of the way home? Which is weird. That, like, comes off as weird to me. Does that, like... It does come off as weird. And then also, like, why would he only drive them part of the way? Well, I think she was trying to get to her train. I think that's why he drove them part of the way. Yeah, and you just had to, But, like, like, it's weird to be... Like... Aren't there rules about that? I think maybe not in the 1950s, but there definitely are rules now. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Probably because of cases like this. (laughs) Anyways, she then boarded the tram car 434 that was bound for Grange. So at about 932, Betty exited the train at Grange Tram Terminus on Days Road. And this was actually the last time she was ever seen, and she was supposedly seen walking towards Thomas Street. But, like, at this point, there's no CCTV footage, like, pre 9 oh my god why am I talking about I was literally thinking this was in America for a second but anyways like of course it was the 1950s there wasn't because everything is on CCTV nowadays were you about to say something about like nine eleven? yeah because it changed security in the, well the United States I don't know about other places but I don't know why yeah I think there was just not the technology there is now and so I assume yeah. that there was some sort of witness that came forward and said they saw her exactly but at the same time not to be rude but you saw a picture of her She looks like every other lady from the 1950s, like every other 20-year-old. She she does. She doesn't have very, like, specific features that would really make her stand out in a crowd. And, I mean, of course, there was nothing that this person, at least in the reports we could get, that was like, she was wearing a yellow dress with polka dots, and that's how I knew it was her. You know what I mean? And plus, people could have saw a picture of her later and been like, oh, yeah. Reconstructive memory. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's why I'm like... Like I question this, but then I also start to question: Did she actually get on this train? How do we know she got on the train? How do we there's know no that? records she wasn't left at tram stop 19 after she was dropped off. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? the last time she was with people she knew was like way earlier on in the night. Yeah. So about 9:38 to 9:53 was the approximated time for her murder, and that was shortly after she supposedly got off of the train. So in these 15 minutes, Beatty. Betty was brutally attacked and killed and then left in the backyard of a random house on Carberry Street. So I assume that my point was stupid because clearly she made it back to her neighborhood. Hey, but you never know cases yeah. like this. So. it all happened in her neighborhood. Yeah. But seven people in the neighborhood, including someone that actually lived in this specific house, reported hearing screams around 9.40 p.m., which gives you a good idea about, like, when everything was happening. And That's so strange. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, what the heck? screaming, no one cops. Like, what? Actually, someone did look outside, and this was a neighbor, and his name was Alex Stewart. And he was an off-duty police officer, but he just looked outside. And, he, I mean, obviously, he couldn't see anything from his window but the view of his backyard. um, And his backyard was also blocked. So it's just like, I don't know. So he peeked out, and he just couldn't he see? Peeked down, he peeked out, he couldn't see anything. He was like, it's fine. I mean, how many times have you heard a scream or something and been like oh it's fine like I, mean, I feel like if you yeah. think about that that's kind of scary like yeah. the other day my mom and I were driving home from a restaurant and we saw like a bag on the side of the road it was like a black trash bag and it looked like really weird oh my god did you really no it I literally my body. and I was like mom we need to like we might need to call that in and she was like what are you talking about it's nothing but now I'm nervous that it was something and I just left it and I, I, I feel so bad numbers for that I know no, that, like, I swear I'll hear stuff all the time. The amount of times I have to debate whether or not something's, like, a gunshot or firework. Exactly. Every New Year's, every 4th of July, it's, like, a game. Gunshot like, or firework. That's America for you. I don't know if this that's is true Atlanta in Atlanta for you. That's Atlanta for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't know if this is true in Australia. But anyways, at around 5.35 a.m., the same officer, Alex Stewart, discovered her body the following morning when he went outside to get the newspaper but like why is this guy so involved? No, um, I I was like real sketched out by this. I was like like they tried to play him off as a good Samaritan in the sources I was reading, but I was like, Why is he so fucking involved? And also like, wasn't she found in someone's like was it backyard or front yard? It was someone else's backyard. Okay, so like he would have been looking for it is a thing. So how the fuck did he find it when he went to go get his newspaper in the morning in his front yard? Unless there was some sort of like alley store no, situation bullshit. where there's something ba- wrong. His front yard faced someone else's backyard. Like it's weird, right? Yeah. And no one questions this. They're just like, yeah, good for him. Thank you. Something no something, something just about doesn't that was wrong. sit right with me. Yeah. So Betty was actually found. Dead and she was in terrible condition. So several of her teeth were found meters away from where she was, meaning that she'd been hit really hard for her teeth to fly out of her mouth. Yeah. Geez. Her face and legs had been had black boot imprints as if she'd been like kicked or stepped on, and her forehead had a strange dotted pattern on it, which is creepy because like where does yeah. a dotted pattern come? Exactly. I mean that could also be a boot print, but I guess if it doesn't match the other ones, then like that's just weird. Yeah. And also, she was not actually sexually assaulted, but her underwear had been removed and her bra straps were pulled down. So maybe the killer was stopped by something, and that's why he wasn't able, or they weren't able to like. It was probably he. He. But like, whatever. They weren't able to complete what they were trying to do, right? Like, that's what always makes me think, right? Yeah, because like, it's it's weird for a murderer to like take off. Like, they clearly had intent. Yeah. Or at least some weird thing going on. I don't know if it was necessarily, like, sexual assault, but still, weird. Yeah, I just, that really, it definitely seemed, like, they, they say that all the time when people are like, oh, it's suspected that the killer was stopped by something. Yeah. And then also her belongings, so jewelry and a handbag were found scattered throughout the yard, kind of suggesting that robbery was not the motive. Um and the attack was just incredibly brutal, and it was actually suspected that the killer had done this before, which is just, like, very reminiscent of kind of the Black Dahlia case, except, like, the Black Dahlia case was so meticulous. It was, but both of these, something about them both, like, come off so similar to me like Like, young woman young woman like brutally attacked and like left in like a field basically not a field but like a undressed yeah like something obviously the black dolly case was a lot more brutal and stuff but something about them seems so similar to me i mean obviously we don't have this like this whole like surgical type situation going on in this case yeah but like i don't know why but like i almost picture them to look the same yeah yeah creeping me out but it's kind of creepy, and they took cl- place pretty close together. Yeah, I think Black Dahlia was with the 40s, this is the 50s. Yeah. Barely close Okay. This is just such a weird, like, murder so far. It like, is I'm really just, weird. Like, like, it's not robbery, mm-hmm. and it was really brutal, which is, like... Passion. To, it's, like, passion, right? But, like, how many people do you think she, Did she know somebody that was, like, this capable of doing this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This has so much, like... Kind of like I knew what I was doing, but like also like she. It's knew mess, the person. Yeah, like it was seemed very personal. Mm-hmm. Like this person knew what they were doing. It seemed like it could have potentially been like, maybe potentially planned. I mean, think about it. I was in her neighborhood. Maybe they had been stalking her or something. Yeah. Also, like they they must have had to know her routine, or were just waiting for like the person someone victim. to come. Yeah. Because like, think about when she got on the train. Her like. You would have had to know when her class would have ended, that yeah. she, what train she would have gotten on, when she would have gotten off the train, where she would have been going after the train, or mm-hmm. she was just like some, someone like just saw her walking by and found her to be the good victim. You know what I mean? Exactly. So All it's just get, really weird. Let's get into some theories. So the first theory is the doctor theory. Ooh. So during the early investigation of the murder, there was a local doctor named Donald Carter who was actually suspected for committing the crime. And there's this kind of... These two side-by-side things that make people, like, suspect him. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing is, he committed suicide in the days following the murder. Ooh, okay. Which people found to be suspicious, but it could just be a strange coincidence. But I think people started to pair it together Yeah. when they're, both of the news stories were in the news at the exact same time. Oh, so they were like, ooh, this guy, this girl. Uh-huh. So, and here's the other weird thing about this. There is this, like, suspicion that basically, for some reason, he was after his secretary... His secretary had, like, wronged him in some way, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was looking for his secretary to kill. Did they look similar? I guess it's this theory that has been put together by people is that he thought she was his secretary and killed her, like, on purpose but by accident. Oh, my God. Which is kind of nuts, right? That is nuts. But it kind of makes sense in the way that, like, it's so brutal, he knew what he was doing, but it was also, like, passionate. But, like, because he thought he knew her, but... In reality, yeah, they didn't. Lo- like, they weren't looking in the right places because he actually didn't know her. And maybe you never know, like maybe he was under the influence of something, and that could have potentially like made it so that he couldn't really tell who it was or something. Yeah, because it was just so gruesome and violent. And then also like maybe he realized towards the end who it, that it wasn't her, and that's why he committed suicide. Committed suicide. It was just like really weighing on him that he killed like a, a random, random woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this next one is the soldier theory. Also, can I just say, all of the theories for this, none of them have names, and it reminds me of Clue. (laughs) Well, okay, so the last guy did have a name, but it was, like, only mentioned once, so I just... And the theory sounded much better as the doctor to match the other ones. Yeah, true. So, on the night that Betty was murdered, a group of soldiers were actually at a nearby exhibition grounds for an army tattoo dress rehearsal. Tattoo? Tattoo tattoo like like to get tattooed. Oh okay. Tattoo. (laughs) Why did she say Because it's spelled weird. Um so yeah, that happened a tattoo. No, it's not. It's two T's in the middle. Tattoo. Like this. Wow. whoops. Anyways. (laughs) I was like tattoo. (laughs) Um, so yeah, and then also just notable to mention that there were a lot of like military personnel on in Australia at this point for some reason. So yeah. And it's actually possible that one of these soldiers are guilty because they were close by and the unusual mark found on Betty's face actually matched the canvas gaiters that were worn by the soldiers. Which is a type of boot. Cuz I had Ooh, I didn't know what a canvas like, gaiter was. It's a pun. Um yeah, it's a boot. So I one of their the, Okay. The boots that That's they were suspicious. issued suspicious matched. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um And then the next one is the police officer slash motorcycle accident theory. So a police officer, acts, so this is a theory. A police officer basically hit Betty with his motorcycle and inflicted serious injuries. Markings on her forehead matched up with the motorcycle protective gear. Which throws me off because apparently they also match these boots. Yeah, so, so it's just what like... what does this mean? Do they maybe it was a things? soldier who was riding a motorcycle. motorcycle. Maybe it was Alex Stewart. Maybe. I'm sorry, the fact that there's a police officer that's, like, a theory in this case, and there's this guy, Alex Stewart, like, weird. Weird. So then the cop returned later and strangled her to ensure that she was dead. This one, honestly, very far-fetched, in I, my opinion. Yeah. Okay, I think it's far fetched because a motorcycle accident really just like no, like you could. I feel like you could tell there'd be like broken bones and stuff. And if you if you are a cop who accidentally hits someone with a motorcycle, you you would t- you would say you call it. an ambulance. Like you are not going to get charged with that. It was an accidental in mo- your especially a cop. if you are a cop. Yeah, so like I just don't understand like why that was like no, that just doesn't. You don't just go back and like maybe just your average Joe who's not that bright, but like a random police officer who accidentally hits like that doesn't make that any doesn't sense. make any sense and like. Honestly, it makes more sense to me for the military personnel to do that, because, like, the boot matched up and stuff. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. Also, you have to think back to, like, this whole thing with her underwear being missing. Like, yeah. What, why would that be involved in the the In an accident, she was, like, undressed. And then the strangulation, like, it doesn't make any sense. No. And then, yeah, none of that makes sense for that theory, like, whatsoever. The soldier kind of makes sense for the underwear, yeah. the doctor not so much. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so our final theory... This is kind of like Clue, actually. Now I feel like it it was the doctor with the the rope in the the, kitchen. uh, Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the handyman. A few months before she was murdered, Betty actually interacted with this handyman who was renovating her parents' house, which was, you know, also her house because she Mm -hmm. lived with her parents'. Um, this man reportedly really wanted to go out with her, even though he was married. Ew. And apparently she said no. That's like what I've heard. He was like, tried really hard to like ask her out and like try to go out with her, and she was just like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he was married. And this was already just like suspicious because people know that, you know, creepos who are married and hit on younger women are crazy. And then get denied could also be murderers. Exactly, because some, some like people a are hat. crazy. It's not a fact. It's like a loosey-goosey fact. It's a loosey-goosey correlation. Correlation. It's correlation, not causation. Yes. Okay, so this is just suspicious. People kind of tuck it in the back of their mind. But then, years later, his daughter comes forward and shares this really weird story, which, like, kind of creeps me out and totally makes me think he's guilty. Ooh, okay. So she said that one night her dad was, like, driving her and her brother somewhere when he just, like, decides to stop at the Wilson State School... I'm not really sure what that is. I just a school in her neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. In Betty's neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and he like leaves them in the car alone for a really long time. Like car was running or whatever, the kids are just sitting in there. But he like leaves them in this parking lot at night and then goes somewhere. And he just comes back like a while later, drenched in blood. Immediately no. Immediately no. No. Um and then drives them no. home. No. There has to be something else. For th- There's no way he just brought his kids, parked his car there, killed her, and then came back and left the body there. Like, that's just like, no. Well, also, how he would have had to transport the body then, because it wasn't like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he could have been close. I don't really know. Like, no, oh, that it was we don't know the relation, but st- no. Maybe he, like, slaughtered a sheep or some shit. Slaughtered a sheep? They're in Australia in, like, a city. I don't killed know. Killed a big, like, tarantula? I, there could have been, like, a sheep in the woods. I don't know why sheep was my first instinct. Yeah, like because, of, because of Spanish. Oh, yeah. Okay, in Spanish, we're talking about cloning. And so I've been thinking a lot about um, La Oveja, which is. La Oveja! Which is the sheep. and Specifically, what is her name? Dolly the sheep. Dolly the sheep. The only animal that's ever been cloned. Actually, Rice. I don't even think she's the only one at this point. I think she. Successfully cloned, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think she like lived for a little bit. Anyway, sheep was my first thought. But I don't know. There's, like, some weird animals in Australia, right? What if he actually did have to kill an animal? What if he, like, went to do something in the woods, and then he was, like... Attacked, attacked by something? Attacked by, like, a crocodile. But what like would he kill him? With his bare hands? Maybe he was a koala. I hate koalas. Koalas kind of I'm sorry though. to all of you who like koalas. Koalas are the demon incarnate. And I stand by that. <laughs> they are. But they were also in the middle of the city, so I don't really know, yeah, know no, what the I situation don't. was. I honestly... When I think of Australia, I just... I, my brain turns to mush. I've always yeah. wanted to go to Australia, but like literally all I associate with Australia is kangaroos, then crocodiles, then that like guy who got killed by a manta ray. Oh my god, I know exactly. I used um, to watch his daughter Steve Irwin. Show. Yeah. And then I think of meat pies because I did a project on you guys in sixth grade. Did you just refer to you guys? <laughs> yes, you guys are Australian listeners if you're there. Do we have um, any? <laughs> I don't know. And then I also think of like big creatures, big critters. I think of crocodiles. Uh huh. And really pretty water. Oh yeah, yeah. The Great Barrier Reef. Like surfing. Yeah. Um. Koalas, eucalyptus trees. Yes. Wait, what? I thought eucalyptus trees were in like. No. No, Never mind. Eucalyptus comes from Australia. Eucalyptus comes in Australia. Don't. Never mind. Um. Yeah. I don't really know too much about Australia. I would like to go there. I think it's a really pretty place, but I'm also scared because I've heard that they have really big bugs. Yeah. Like, I heard this is, like, a thing. Like, you're, you're like, the bugs, but... Like, they see, like, a giant wolf spider, and they're like, alrighty damn mate. Let me crush her with my boot. Like, I just don't do it That was, like, with, like, five different accents. Creatures. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're, we should be banned from doing accents on the show. You should be banned from doing I accents. should be banned from doing accents on the show. I'm sorry if I insulted anybody. All right, guys, you have to let us know what you think, because I really cannot decide who I is guilty. I have no idea. The handyman comes off as guilty, but also, like, at the same time. Does this make a lot of sense? No. No. Like, okay. That's it. Does it make sense to just go kill somebody and then get in the car with your kids? I mean, if you're crazy, which you probably are, because you just killed somebody. I, yeah. I, I think the handyman might have done it, actually, if I think about it. Yeah. I don't know. Because his daughter came forward. I feel yeah. like she wouldn't have said anything. That's what also reminded me of Black Dolly, because his daughter, like, came Oh, forward. yeah. Those there was like some weird parallels. True. I don't know. Creepy. Let us some know. synchronicities if you've listened to the Elisa Lamb episode.
1: <laughs> let, let us just, know what you guys
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So this was the murder of Betty Shanks. Thank you guys for listening to TGIC this year. And we cannot wait to make more new episodes in 2022. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at tgic.podcast. Talk to you next year. Bye. Bye.